Folks, uh, three, right? Episode three. We're here. We made it. Top of the mountain. We made the trek. Happy to have everybody on board. Fantastic episode this week. I, I had the pleasure to sit down and talk with Zach Jacobson. Zach is, uh, well, Zach's a tits. He's, uh, he's a Zach without a K. I'm a Nick without a K. It's just two boys with no Ks, which is how I think it should be. But uh, Zach is a, an illustrator and graphic designer who is currently working for Harley Davidson. I've been a fan of, of this man's skills for, for quite a few years. Love his work. Super happy that we could find the time to connect. And he was gracious to come on the pod and talk everything from, you know, two boys love affair for art and creativity and family men and dealing with kids. And I don't know, what else can you squish in there, right? We try to do the best we can. I think we delivered. It's entertaining. Hopefully you enjoy it. Can't thank you enough, though, for uh, continuing to watch, listen, however you may be consuming this. And uh, if you're enjoying these pods and these episodes and, you know, this little bit of uh, splish and splash I'm putting out, please remember, like, subscribe, comment, anything at all to, you know, to trick these algorithms and into thinking that study hall contents, uh, you know, it, it is itself the tits. So let's, uh, let's keep it rolling and uh, let's jump into my conversation with Zach Jacobson. shit show dealing with them that was my wife right there making noise in the kitchen thanks lex appreciate it well hey episode three uh super excited to have zach join me for this episode zach thank you so much you're a gracious man very very much um yeah, i just don't me you're you're a wisco boy right yep is this an asshole move for me to have a cub set on right now i just realized I'm, like, about that. I'm just kind of blurring <laughs> it out a little bit <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it. And then all of a sudden, because you and I have been talking about Packers stuff for a hot second, I was like, oh, dude, he might be a Brewers fan. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. I'm not really a baseball fan. I'll watch the Brewers when they're winning. But yeah. 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 Not super know about right. the Brewers. That's fine. We'll keep it to, uh, we'll keep it to Bucks and, uh, and Packers, which I can, I can totally get in line with that. Well, hey, man, I, uh, you, you and I, I feel like from a social media perspective, like we'd kind of been, you know, in the know of each other for a little while. Um, I've been a fan of your work for quite a while. I think you, an amazing designer. Um, you have a very like poignant and like directed style that obviously, you know, with social media, you can see a ton of work, but it's like every time I would see a post in a feed, I could easily be like, oh, that's Zach's. Like I, and that was something like, I always really appreciated the, the consistency for your craft and um i just i yeah it, it was always something that was like easily identifiable for me that, that's funny you say that because a few years ago i was like kind of telling myself that's kind of what i want to be i want somebody to like look at my work and recognize it for just the style or like the contents or whatever it is uh -huh. and i feel like i i uh kind of grew into that a little bit over the last few years so mm. that's cool here well i mean I, I, you're it seems like for where your interests lie and again i know this from following you from social media you're working for a top tier company that you could be want to be working for which is right across your hat i mean that's got to be fucking amazing yeah dream job dream job <laughs> it, it, has it been like not to put you on the spot has it been a dream job for you yeah i mean I, I thought it was too good to be true when the recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn about it. 
hey, the uh, vice president of styling and design wants you to apply for this job. And um, I'm like, all right, I'll look into it. Like I was pretty content, like doing my own thing and like being my own and freelancing and um, was doing that for a few years. And they reached out to me right when the pandemic was hitting. Okay. And uh, two weeks before that, two weeks prior, I was talking to my wife. <clears throat> I was like, you know, with us about to have our first baby and like this like uncertainty with like what's going on in the world. Like, I feel like if there's a right opportunity, mm -hmm. like I would take a full-time job again. Mm -hmm. Like I know I talked about like never going back to corporate life, only being my own boss, blah, blah, blah. But sure enough, two weeks later, I get, you know, reached out to by a, a recruiter. Yeah. So, I, I always like, I always have to, um, check it out. Like I mm -hmm. can't just like say no automatically or yes right Same. away. Like, so it's always like a curiosity to me. And so I, I checked it out and it ended up being like, oh, this is like a dream job. <laughs> That's awesome. What for people yeah. that don't know, like what you're doing at Harley, can you describe it just like really quickly? Um, so I'm a graphic designer in uh, paint and graphics. Um, so I get to um, design artwork that's on the bike, um, you know, medallions and logos and um, different paint schemes. We get to touch, you know, um, the infotainment set, uh, system, like we'll design icons for that. Like pretty much anything that's on the bike that needs a graphic or some sort of like type treatment, we get to touch. Was that a so, big transition for you? Like, are you working hand in hand with any like the hardware folks? So like, if you, let's say you design an emblem and they're like, Hey, we're going to put this on the tank or something like that. Are you trying to kind of collab and work hand in hand with them to say like, Hey, is this easily implemented or like, how do I maybe adjust this design? Like, was that a transition for you? Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, like I'm so used to just creating flat artwork and yeah. So I was very nervous about like coming in and being like, all right, how do we make this into a 3D object? Like, yeah. I've never done this before. Right. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. We have we have other team members that will help you out with that. And oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's a big collaboration with our team. So, like, no one person kind of does one bike. Like, it's just always a constant collaboration with our team. So everyone's help, like, whenever you need help. And we have, you know, 3D modelers and um engineers and industrial designers and everyone's you know you have somebody to help you out with what you need help with that's super so, a big big team i mean obviously big org but big team or pretty small and nimble you're working on um our design department i think is around 20 it like hovers between like 23 and 29. okay so right. pretty small but our like my team in color materials finishing graphics sorry <clears throat> oh you're good man um, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> so I work on, um, in the, um, color materials, finishes and graphics, CMF right. and G department. And, um, I think we have seven people in there. Okay. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty small. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I love teams like that. I think it's like a nice thing of, um, having worked in big org, but then also small of just like. You get more intimate, you get to know the folks a little bit better. Obviously it's always different, but then it's like, we have more people invested. There's like more hoops to kind of jump through. Yeah. And we, we all have our own like strengths and weaknesses and we all know where each other can help out. So it's, 
It's really awesome. I love it. I was going to ask, so you, when you took the gig, are you still freelancing at all? Like, do you have any, any clients that you're working with or were you just like a hundred percent? I'm nine to five right now. The first year, year and a half, I was doing both. Okay. Um, you're mostly crazy, because man. we just, you know, <laughs> mostly because we just bought, um, a new house. We bought, uh, my wife's grandparents house. And so we've been, um, trying to remodel it and, you know how expensive that stuff gets. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you and I feel like you guys have done like a very again just through social media. I catch glimpses of this. You guys have done a very nice job with that. I've been lucky to um, have a dad that was a carpenter and builds, you know, things for a living. So I just Facetime him whenever I have a question. <laughs> oh God, I'm jealous of that one. That's got to be nice. Yeah. All right. So you for year one, you were still taking on clients. Are you at this point? Cause I still will see you post work. Obviously that's not Harley. And I'm always curious. I'm like, is this just for fun or is like Zach still, you know, like collecting bags, other places. Yeah. It depends. Like we just got a roof done and we just had a surgery on our dog's leg. So it's like, all right, it would help out if I did some freelance to get some extra cash to pay off some of that stuff. So I'll do it then sometimes, but I'm really trying to get to zero. Like right now I'm working on Mama Tried motorcycle show stuff. And I've been doing that for about five or six years. I wasn't really planning on saying yes this year, just because it's been so hard with two kids. And but then they said it was their 10 year anniversary. So it's like, okay, I gotta do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would feel like that'd be a hard thing for you to let go of too. Cause again, you've been invested with that project for quite some time, that show and all that branding is again amazing. I love all of it. So yeah, I would. I would. My guess would be you probably feel very vested and comfortable in that work for just for how long you've been doing it. So if they came to you and were like, "Hey, we, you know, will you come and do this?" That probably, again, it's like a warm blanket. You're like, "Oh, I, I know this space. Like this feels good." You know. The, the other tough part about it is, um, I didn't work on it the whole entire time of its its existence. So. Um, Brett Stenson, I don't know if you know who that is. I know Brett. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, is he in Portland? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, we have weird like connections that crossed over something like that when I lived there. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he lived in Milwaukee for a while. Um, he kind of passed the torch on to me from doing the Mama Tried stuff. So I uh -huh. kind of had that can't just like stop doing it. I, it was like <laughs> passed on to me, like kind of. Formally, but informally at the same time. So right. I have a, like kind of a hard time just kind of stopping working on that stuff. And it's also sponsored by Harley. So it's, it's like kind of cool that there's an internal guy kind of doing the show for that. So I was, I, I, the question has popped in my head. So when you were talking about like the team at Harley and everything, and I'm, this is something like I always kind of wrestle with. So I'm, I'm interested to talk to other designers about this. You're now working with creatives in these other disciplines, right? So from like 3D modeling and from CAD and industrial designers with like, there's always this ever changing landscape for us from tools and skill sets and what, you know, is viable versus maybe a little bit like falling at the wayside. Like, have you had any new, like scratches the itch of interest of like, oh, like maybe, like maybe I'm kind of interested to like dive into that world a little bit, or ha like, have you still been very comfortable of like just working, you know, in the, in the lane that they hired you for? Uh, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable where I'm, where I'm at staying in that lane. Yeah. Um, there are like, you know, I know a lot of people around 
Harley will switch different um, fields within Harley. Like some mm -hmm. people will go marketing to um, styling. So there's actually a guy that works with us that did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I could see myself maybe doing apparel at some point, but that'd be cool. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Is it funny that every time I've seen, and you probably have insight to this, I feel like Harley, just from at least the apparel side, has had like uh, a refresh on the brand. So, and I'll, cause I'll get like targeted ads all the time of like, you know, new shirts or hats. And there had been times because I knew you worked there and I was like, oh, fuck, I wonder if Zach worked on this because this is actually pretty fucking sick. <laughs> Going back to like my college days and a little bit outside of my college days, I had two clothing brands that I kind of ran on my own and, that was more of like a, it's kind of like a learning lesson for me, like trying to figure out like the business side as well as like experimenting creatively. And I was, wasn't really an illustrator, but I was experimenting with illustration and um, just knowing what I know from like running a brand like that and sewing hang tags on and stuff like that. Um, I think I've always had an interest in, in apparel and fashion. I don't know what to what extent I want to take that. <laughs> when did you get into illustration? That was this, so this like a later in life sort of venture. Yeah, I mean, I, I took a class at Maya where I went to school. I just felt like kind of the outcast in that illustration class because I felt dude. like I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imposter syndrome is a big thing, right? Like where you're just like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, it was like these people know how to draw, and like I, I'm a designer, so like take a lot of reference images and kind of just go from there but like these people are drawing from their brains <laughs> yeah that was very tough for me to like take that seriously in college i saw a lot of like other designers and illustrators like de designers that wanted to illustrators or wanted to do both mm -hmm. and so i was like yeah that seems kind of cool like maybe i'll try that out and maybe just learn on my own because you know, I got the design thing, like, you know, kind of under control with school and whatever. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of started experimenting with designing t-shirts, being weird with whatever came to my head and the only uh, way you could that's hoped and prayed that it would sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting that little hook in you, you were taking the class, you started to kind of like explore becoming, you know, more of a, an illustrator base. How long would you say then from, you know, let's say that's the start of your journey from that. Like did this style of yours kind of form? Cause again, I, it's a very distinct style that I, I, I always notice your work. So it, to me, it's, it's a distinct, it's a Zach style. So kind of thought about this for a while. Like I did some of this stuff when I was doing um, my clothing brand, but I kind of like that specific style, I kind of like put on hold while I took on like full-time jobs. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, couple of jobs that I had were like laying out newspaper ads for automotive companies. Mm. So it's like, I'm not going to do illustration there. <laughs> so, right. So I just kind of like touched base on it every now and then. And then, um, when Instagram was a thing, it became easier for me to just be like, Oh, there's an excuse for me to like experiment and throw it out there and like keep track of it. Like almost like a portfolio, not necessarily like caring about the likes even though it was cool in the beginning. How do you but not yeah. chase the glory, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's even like I, uh, this, like the way you do shading for your illustrations, like that, that's to me of always a very distinct and 
you could probably be like, Nick, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But like, it's one of those things I noticed with a lot of your work. I can't even think it's almost like a hatching, but like you have where it's like these like softer edges. But it, again, it's every time that I, you could put yours versus like a, a, you know, someone trying to imposter that and via your shading, I'm always like, oh, that's, that's Saxby's. Like it's, it, there's intention with it and it's, it's very consistent, which like I, I always notice how uh, maybe you haven't had to wrestle with this, but how have you wrestled with the idea in your head about like, you're kind of creating the hits, like the things that maybe, you know, that people are going to gravitate towards. And it's just, it's the it moment right now from like a design aspect versus creating something that's like more authentic to you. Um, I think a few years ago, I would probably think about like creating something that would get me likes and it just never felt authentic to me. Like it always felt like almost like a job. Like I'm trying to get people to get on my Instagram. <laughs> now it's just like whenever I have time in between being a dad and working at Harley, like I'll have time on a Saturday with a cup of coffee and just draw something for my brain and throw it on Instagram because it's kind of just been like this running portfolio of mine. And it kind of, I kind of like keep it for myself almost like a, like a camera reel, like, oh, I like it's that. not necessarily for the other people out there, but it's more so for me. Don't really care about the likes anymore. It's just, you know, something for me to like keep track of. Like I love scroll through all the way to the beginning of when I had Instagram to see like how my style has progressed and yep. like see the things that I did then that I won't do now. Or um, maybe I'll come across something that I'm like, oh damn, why don't I try that again? Like that was cool. Yeah. I just just forgot about doing something like that. It's cool. Like it's the same thing. I, um, every, every November I create like a seven by seven, um, printed book of like all my work of that year. And I've been doing that for seven or eight years now. And it's always so cool to just go back and see where I've come, where I've come from and, uh, just kind of keep track on like, how that style of mine has progressed and like where I can maybe take it, you know, moving forward. Cause I don't know, I kind of really, really like when you're able to like adapt and, um, just kind of grow from like where you've been. Um, I know there's certain like designers and illustrators out there that have one specific style that they can just like go on with for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, for me, I think something like that, bores me a little bit. Like I've yeah. been bored by uh, sticking with one style for a while. Um, so I'm always trying to like figure out what the next thing is within that constraint of my style. Where did you get the idea is. for the books? Because I've, I've seen you post these and I've thought many times, I'm like, why did I never think about this? This is genius. <laughs> I think it was probably in school at, at in college. Yeah. Um, I think we like made books um just as an exercise and i was like this would be really cool to just like keep track of all my work because everything's just on hard drives and it's like i'm not gonna plug in all these hard drives and dig through files to just look at a couple illustrations i did so i might as well throw it in a book where i can easily access it you know do you ever have a desire like again the book the tangibleness to it uh to make physical goods in anymore or are you still i mean you're very content of just where you're, you know, the work you're doing right now. That's kind of why I, another reason why I took on um, the job at Harley. Cause it's like uh -huh. a lot of the work I was creating was e either just like digital or like 
packaging, for example, like that stuff you like rip apart and get the product and you throw the packaging away and it's like, yep. your work is gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Within a split second of somebody. Like, yeah. yeah. So I'm like working at Harley, like the opportunity for like, you know, later down in my life, like might be at like a farm and I can dig out like a motorcycle that somebody bought a number of years ago. And there's like the emblem of my design, like, yeah, man, how cool is that, that that can like last for that long versus yeah. doing something like a snack bag. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I talk about this all the time with Lex too. Of It's the, I always have the hard thing of, cause I'm, I'm the same of where <clears throat> I jump around so much, but the, sometimes the, um, just to steal a term you use, but the, the, the snackable art versus like a body of work sort of thing. And like not having a body of work for me, um, which is my own insecurities with that, but like that, that hits me heavy sometimes. So I, I, I'm, I can relate to the fact of that. You're like, no, these are, this is physical items that I'm designing that people are, they can touch, they can feel, I mean, this could carry on for generations. Like that's, that's a beautiful damn thing, dude. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, like, how do you kind of document your work, you know, being so digital? It's a, I mean, it, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, 3D for me has been relatively new. It's, you know, the last couple of years, two or three years of just kind of making the push and saying, this is going to be the next thing. And so my challenge has been that of, uh, it's great to make a piece, but then a digital piece of art, but like, where does that go? And so I've, I've been looking and there's a couple ventures of like with 3d printing and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I get just as crazy. And then I tell Lex, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy a, a potter wheel and put it in the garage and I'm going to start making pottery. And she's like, God damn it. She's like, don't be that person. I'm like, I don't, I need to, I need to physically make something. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I was, you know, I don't know. I was going to say, I remember following you. I don't remember what it was. I remember a specific image on Instagram where I was like, damn, this guy's good. Oh, and shit. I think it was like a tiger that was like cut in half and it was like uh -huh. in a circular badge. And I think you used like uh, a really beautiful color palette that I, always has stuck with me. Oh, it was nice, like man. Pink, pink and like the color of your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Damn, that's cool. I and actually that's the moment I remember following you. Hey, dude, I'll take it, man. I'll I'll take it. I know <laughs> I know what piece you're talking about. I actually remember making that one, so I will I yeah. will take that, man. Um, well, I you t you touched on being a dad, right? And you and I are both, you know, obviously you're you're in it deeper than I am, just with experience right now. Harper's uh, older than Joe, but um, how can you like put words to how that's kind of changed your approach to to art and and how what level of art is invested in your life? Because I, I know for myself, just as an example, um, I, I still think about it 24 seven, but the the moment I hear dad, that like it, everything just goes, okay, that's, we're gonna, we're gonna be where our, my feet are right now. We're just gonna be present and just do this. Yeah. Um, so I, I love like talking with dads and young dads and kind of seeing where their head's at with that. I'm still kind of like figuring that out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know definitely taking on less freelances helps with just being a dad and being a husband and everything. And I still have like the itch to just always experiment and draw or just create in general. Like 
even if it's just like patching a wall in the house, like making the house more beautiful, like yeah, just something that like keeps the creative like creation itch like going. And I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. Like killing two birds with one stone is like starting to draw and collaborate with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so like, wow, I get to like scratch that itch and she gets to have fun and learn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, less screen time for her. So it's great. Yeah. I like, I like so, you, I like you leaning into the house renovation stuff. Cause I, uh, I, I will sometimes, I mean, there's times that I've had a project at the house and you know how it is. It could take you a day. It could take you a, a month. And there are times where then the day ends and I go, ah, like, I'll be griping the Lex. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I didn't, I didn't get time in the studio. Then she's like, dude, are you, what are you doing? Dumb, dumb. Like you've been busy working your mind in a different way for like the last, you know, three or four or five hours. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I kind of always forget about that. I'm all, and another question I was kind of curious to, to get your insights on. So, uh, again, Badass Zach working at Harley, doing his thing, amazing designer. For young kids coming up as designers, what advice would you give someone that's kind of trying to figure out um, how do I develop a style, how I navigate like landing jobs, whether if that's freelance or if it's getting uh, like a great position at Harley? Like, what advice would you have for like a young designer coming up? I think the biggest thing I learned learned from like just going through my career over the last, I don't know, decade or whatever it was, it, whatever it is, is just always being open to like learning, mm. always uh, being open about that. I think I generally have gotten more opportunities where I'm like kind of owning up to the fact that I don't know something. That's also kind of opened up the door for like people to be more um, open with what they know too. So you tend to learn a lot more when you're open to learning. So just owning up to that uh, has always kind of helped me in my career. I think early on, like in college and right out of college, I was like nonstop, just like working and creating and like doing stuff on the side, like mm -hmm. weekends. I feel like, I feel like that really helped me like start growing a skill set really quickly compared to some of my other colleagues. Obviously that starts taking a toll when you start having relationships and kids and stuff like that. So yeah, preach, preach. Stuff like that early is <laughs> like, I, I'm really happy I did that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's great. I, I mean, I always tell young designers it's to your point of create as often as you can. Yeah. I just, just get it out there. Just, just go like, don't, don't overthink the, the end result or where this is going to get me or, you know, just have an idea even if it's shit, like just get your mind kind of working in that way that I think that a bad idea will then kind of leapfrog into a better idea and then a better idea. And at that point, then hopefully you got something that you're happy with, right? Yeah. And I mean, we're all individuals. We all have different perspectives based on what we've seen in our lives. So like, that's why art is so um, subjective. Like, yeah, not everyone's going to like it, but somebody's going to like it because you like it. Oh, one that I, um, I was really, I was interested to, to ask you this as well. So we've talked about, again, the, the, the length of your career, you've said 12 plus years that you've been doing this. You still find that you're falling in love with the process. You're falling in love with the way to create. And again, of you being so consistent with your styling, how do you like, how, if you, if you are so in love with it, how do you keep that fire burning? Cause I feel like for a lot of folks, again, they can kind of like, uh, kind of phases out or this and that, or, you know, you get itchy fingers to go try something else. 
I feel like experiences are the thing that like keeps me going, like just traveling and like seeing different signage or at Harley, we get to travel and check out different bike shows and um, differences. That honestly just gets me fired up like so quickly. Haven't had a chance to do that much this year just because having a kid, I had yeah. eight weeks off. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, what bike What bike are you uh, you riding right now? Uh, I still have my first bike, so I have an Iron 883. Nice. Um, was really hoping to uh, make an upgrade. Yeah, they're not going to give um, you a street glide or something like that? Come on, they, they need to at least throw something your way, right? Yeah, there's a few bikes on my on my radar, but um, yeah. what's your, uh, what's your hail, your hail mail, your, like your, your prize North star. If you could, if you're building this bike, what are we looking at now? Oh my God. I'm putting you on the spot oh, with this. I feel like there's multiple bikes that I would want. <laughs> I mean, that's fair with it. I mean, I've got, I have this, I have my low rider, the soft tail, which I would, yeah. uh, I love this bike. I'm not going to say that it's like the, you know, the, like the one that always gets me, but I love that fucking bike. So I'm just, I was just curious if like, if you had to snap of a finger, we're like, we're going to give it to you. What's it going to be? Um, aside from being just completely custom, yeah. I would say, I would say either a, a lowrider ST with the mm -hmm. front bearing or the new liveware, um, Delmar S2. Oh. I had my name down one, and then we had another baby and I had to pass along my name to somebody else. Those I haven't had fast i was gonna say i haven't i haven't tested one they're fast as shit so fast i had a smile on my face the entire time no joke and i'm not trying to uh sell you on push um, electric yeah yeah i but, need to yeah. i need to like find an eagle rider and just go go test ride one or something like that that'd be yeah as I'll get sure it, yeah are you doing any riding yeah. lately with the kids i mean i know it's winter right now but like this past season were you able to get out much um not so much, just mostly just around here, just cruising around. And um, the last big trip I went on was a couple of years ago. We, um, as a team, we drove up to Sturgis. Nice. Um, I got to take a, a 2020 um, Road Glide CBO. Nice. So I had like all the bells and whistles on it. Yeah. It was like going from a Sportster to a big touring bike. Yeah, dude, you got a full, I, you got a full panel in front of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, made it out alive. I, we went uh, a little over twenty five hundred miles there and back and around. Nice. So Sturgis is still yeah. that's the one I have not gone to that I need to get my butt over for. It's a little different I, than auto motorcycle shows and stuff like that, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely worth it. I I I need to. I've like I've talked with um, so Lex's stepdad. He's a he's a, a big motorcycle rider, but Bill Bill's this guy too. That's like not like unsuspecting motorcycle enthusiast, right? Like. Doesn't look like a, a bike guy by any means, but loves motorcycles. And him and I will always talk about of going to these shows. And I'm like, you have a good time, Bill? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you don't, I don't see you at these shows. You don't seem like the type of person that would, he's like, no, you just go, you go look at the bikes. And I'm like, all right, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Like, just go look at it, go enjoy and look at the bikes. Like, who cares if you're not talking to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, I'm, I'm always curious on this music wise, who are you listening to right now? I'm, I'm always looking for new music recommendations. What do you got? Oh, man. This morning it was all about the Barbie soundtrack because my Ooh. daughter just wanted Barbie soundtrack. <laughs> nice. The Lizzo song is a banger. I've been really liking this. Is I don't know. Put it out there. The Come new, on now. <laughs> the not the new Drake album, but the one with mm -hmm. Twenty One Savage. I think it's called like her her loss or something. Mm -hmm. 
like anything with 21 Savage is so good. Yeah, I was, uh, it took me a hot second to warm up to 21. And then um, one of my nephews was like, get, get with it. And I was like, okay, I'm, you're right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being, I'm being an elderly, an elderly Caucasian right now. Yeah. So, wait, well, hey, I have one more request for you before we end this call. I need you to make a Dame Lillard illustration. Oh yeah, I do. Bro, I, you you, you have to do this for me. This is like one because again, your your player illustrations I love, and there's sometimes I'll see you just like rocket one of these out after like a Packers game or something or like a Bucks game. And as soon as as soon as damn, because they get living in Portland, and I fell in love with Lillard. As soon as he moved over the Bucks, I was like, can Zach please like just fucking do this for me? Like this is all that I want right now is this illustration. <laughs> It's on my list. All right, good, sure. man. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I th I think we did it, man. This was this was great. I I again can't thank you enough for uh, giving me your time and and sitting down with me, man. Just bullshitting for a little bit. So yeah, I'm happy to finally meet you in per like kind of in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do we got to do a bike ride at some point. We literally need to do yeah. a bike ride for sure. Okay. You're not far. I'm in Indiana. You're in Wisco. Like this is not that far apart. So perfect. Let's do it. All right, dude. Well, hey, uh, have a good evening. All the best to you, your little ones, your wife. And uh, yeah, man, hopefully talk to you soon. Likewise. All right. Sounds peace, good, brother. Yeah. Bye.